Good evening, everyone. I'll just uh, ask for questions this evening. Are there any questions? Uh, Kumar, so sometimes uh, devotees get into the possessions of older devotees, like their gurus or param gurus. They get into what? They 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 get uh, they get in the like they, they get for example chadar shoes or jabba uh-huh. or something like that some kind of items that previous acharyas were using and uh, could you say something about about it what kind of etiquette is that for using it or not using it uh, you know with that kind of devotee gets in touch with uh, items like that should be. Generally, um, the prashad in various forms of um, great devotees, that's what you're talking about, hmm, is uh, to be taken advantage of uh, um, um, to associate with relative to the nature of the um, the item. So, for example, if we get the remnants of the food of great Vaishnavas, then we we honor it by by um, consuming it. If we um, are blessed with the attire, hmm? then uh, there is scope for wearing some of the attire. Hmm? One would not tend to wear the shoes, for example, of a great personality, but there is the example there in the Bhagavatam of Uddhava, accepting the clothes of Krishna hmm? as his uh, austerity. Hand-me-downs of Krishna. He said, oh, "Well, we are wear these. This will be our austerity." Um, this is kind of in opposition to the to the um, Nagababas and naked sadhus and the austerities that they perform and so forth to get out of the bodily conception of life. So it's a very user-friendly way by comparison. <clears throat> um, so there's some scope for that. Um, at the same time, oftentimes items of clothing passed down or like shoes are kept in a uh, worshipable uh, position. Hmm. We have on our altar in 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 in, uh, in Audarya a little box with a piece of thread from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's dhoti that was sent to Gopal Bhatta. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sent his dhoti and his shoes and seat, a little wooden seat, to Gopal Bhatta Goswami. Um, and uh, those were kept in the Radharaman temple, so we got some thread there. My got some many years ago. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's dhoti. So <clears throat> it would be unlikely that someone would 
where it's... So generally, such items are kept in a reverential um, uh, position on the altar or in a samadhi, pushpa samadhi. You can make a smaran samadhi where it was a place for remembering such persons by taking an item of their their paraphernalia, some of their paraphernalia, a chatter. We find in the... Um, in Vrindavan's, uh, some of the um, the japa beads of great devotees, I think, Jiva Goswami's mm-hmm. japa mala, maybe Rupa Goswami's japa mala, and they're kept in a in a samadhi there, worshipable. Hmm. So we wouldn't take those and chant on them hmm, for ourselves, but we would keep them in a reverential place. It might be that you'd take them out and bless somebody, something like that. Of course, if you go and pay the pujaris there, they'll probably let you swap them out for something, for another pair in in some places. It's unfortunate. Um, But uh, in in some places, the uh, sense of such items and bhakti in general is been uh, lost over time, but this is the general um, procedure. These become worshipable items, and uh, so there's a in Prabhupada's rooms in Vrindavan there different pieces, articles of many of them of his paraphernalia and put them in frames and other things and keep a kind of a spiritual museum, if you will, such artifacts hmm, by which you remember him and and so forth. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. So my thing. Um, I was reading in Srimad Bhagavatam Kapila's instructions to David because in a purport, Srila Prabhupada said that there are four principles of Vaishnava philosophy Siddha Advaita, Dvaita Advaita, Vashishta Advaita, and Dvaita. Those are the names of the, um, the, uh, the doctrines, the metaphysical doctrines of the four sampradayas. So, um, Ramanuja sampradaya is called Vishishta Dvaita. Hmm? Qualified, Advaita means non-dual. So, Vishishta means qualified non-dualism. Hmm? Shankar is, in it, is Advaita, Vedanta, non-dualism, very harsh, kind of strict non-dualism. It doesn't acknowledge any other reality, but Brahman and doesn't acknowledge any distinguishing characteristics in Brahman. Um, the world is false, doesn't actually exist. It's a very harsh form of non-dualism. And the Vaishnav schools of, of Ramanuja, Madhva, the, the persons, I should say, of Madhva, Ramanuja, Nimbarka, Vishnu Swami, that were prominent in the ancient Vaishnava lineages stemming from from Lakshmi, Brahma, 
the Kumaras and Shiva, these um, modern-day representatives, if you will, although they were th- they're thousands of years old as well, um, these four acharyas that I mentioned, they articulated uh, a this uh, uh, metaphysical doctrine and named it. And the names are largely in relation to Shankar's Advaita Vedanta, who preceded them. Hmm? So the Advaita Vedanta had a strong uh, foothold, and it uh, perhaps historically it, it, it gained a strong foothold by way of its opposition to Buddhism. Hmm? Then kind of... Uh, return to the uh, uh, Shastra and, um, and and Hinduism that Buddhism is kind of an outgrowth from in opposition to ritualistic worship um, without any insight and or emphasis on actual essential, Spirituality and and um, and the renunciation that would would uh, be concomitant to any real um, spiritual discipline. So Buddhism is um, rejects the sacred text of the Hindus largely um, on the basis of their prominent representation of them being rather materialistic and worldly in a in a religious sense of karma mimamsa a, 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 a path of material acquisition attainment of heavens and so on and so forth so these ideas didn't, didn't resonate too well with the Buddha um, but Shankar came later and and perhaps this is one of the reasons of his, for his um, widespread um, notoriety and popularity of his, his doctrine, uh, the bringing of people, many would seem back to. Um, I mean, Buddhism came in the form of also kings, like Ashok was a Buddhist, and so when the king becomes a Buddhist, everybody becomes a Buddhist in the kingdom and so forth. So. Um, and um, I believe it's a more interesting uh, argument also than uh, than, than Buddhism um, and um, so forth. But the, the later coming of Ramanuja, Madhva, Nimbarka, Vishnu Swami, uh, they're speaking about Vaishnavism and largely in contrast to Advaita Vedanta, the, the strongest... Um, foot forward in that regard is Madhva, who you, you see you have Vishishta Dvaita, you have Dvaita Dvaita, you have Shuddha Dvaita, and then you just have Dvaita. <laughs> That's Madhva. Dual. Hmm. Not one, but dualism. And so he, the, the, in the very uh, core of his uh, Vaishnav doctrine, is uh, opposition to Shankar. Um, it, 
it embraces at its core the eternality of the of the form of the Godhead, hmm? and at its core it refutes, it seeks to refute the the, uh, the non-dualism of Advaita Vedanta. So um, the others are also in opposition to Advaita Vedanta, um, and the names of these schools all contain within them um, that uh, that name. So, Vishisht Advaita. This is Ramanuja, qualified non-dualism. Hmm. And uh, Shuddha Advaita, pure non-dualism. That is the teaching of Vishnu Swami, later represented by Balava. Hmm. And Dvaita Dvaita, so Dvaita Advaita. Dual and non-dual. That's Nimbarka. Dual, non-dual. Hmm. Both. Well, achinti is a big word in the uh, metaphysical doctrine of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that very much distinguishes it from the Dvaita Dvaita of, um, of Nimbarka. Dvaita Dvaita, in a very basic sense, the difference is that Dvaita Dvaita says that the Absolute is sometimes one and sometimes different. But Mahaprabhu's teaching um, is that uh, it's one and different at the same time, mm-hmm. hmm. interpenetrating unity and diversity. Um, and the, because this doesn't fit within the logical mind, it's thought to be inconceivable. With how it happens, how it works, how it, it happens by the inconceivable power of the Godhead, that the in, in unreconcilable polar opposites interpenetrate one another into a unity. Um, so, um, so these are the the, the other four: Chinti Beta Beta is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That's like the four and a half or the fifth um, sampradaya, because it comes through the Madhva line. Uh, but it's obviously a different doctrine at the same time. Hmm. So these are the four different schools um, of the uh, uh, Vaishnavas, all of whom maintain uh, at their core that uh, some um, principles that they have in common, hmm, like the eternality and the reality of the jiva. So in, in Shankar's Advaita Vedanta, the jiva is not real. It's only an appearance. The individuality of the jiva disappears just like the individuality of air inside of a clay pot. If you break it, the individuality, is, they thought, I think is only a result of the clay pot. Hmm. You break the pot, where's the individuality of the air inside or the space inside? Hmm. So they feel that the jiva is an illusion. Hmm. Um, would have to be a pure idea of, as they think of it, of a non-dualism. There's only one. There can't be two. So if there's a jiva and there's Bhagavan, there's two. So there's a problem there. Um, so this is one of the things that they all have in common. They all accept the eternality of the jiva, and they have different takes on, on the jiva, 
tattva also. And of course, they all accept the personality of Godhead, his uh, form and uh, the power of the Om and spiritual world and so on and so forth with variety and uh, these devotional types of mukti, vaikuntam, and so forth. So they're, uh, they're very, very different than uh, than Advaita Vedanta. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu does Jiva Goswami's Sanatana Goswami. You you find this um, beta beta idea in their writings and the terminology. They didn't use the Advaita. They didn't put the Advaita in there. Beta beta. I guess it's, they could have said Achinta Dvaita Dvaita. I suppose, but <laughs> beta beta. Uh, oneness and difference. So, does that help? Yes. Yeah, that's what they're about. And we honor all the Vaishnava charges. Uh, we're we're very inclusive, unlike some of them. Uh, there's their schools who cannot accommodate one another. Madhvas cannot accommodate the Ramanujas. I know that. Um, um, even though, as I say, they have certain things very much in, in common. We can afford to be inclusive because we, our philosophy is such that it does include their concepts, their ideals um, um, of, of reverential love in the case of the Vashishta Dvaita and, uh, and Dvaita Bad. Um, and um, and some other forms of, of ragmarg on the part of the uh, Shuddha Dvaita and the Dvaita Dvaita of Vishnu Swami and Nimbarka. Hmm. Um, and someone could fault that, I suppose, for just being, you know, I- inclusivist and and uh, the opposite of. Being insular or sectarian, you fit everybody inside of here. But I mean, it does fit. <laughs> they all do fit. The reverential ideals and different ideals of uh, of Vrindavan on the part of the Balabas and the, or the Vishnu Swamis and the Nibarkas, they they fit inside of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, teaching. In each of these schools, uh, Doctor Kapoor. Uh, Adikesha, the disciple of Bhaktisiddhanta Sastri Thakur, wrote a book, Philosophy and Religion of Sri Chaitanya, as a PhD dissertation. And the book was used in a court case also uh, that uh, was seeking to validate Gaudiya Sampradaya in some respects. I forget the details of that, but if there was a favorite chapter of the book uh, that Bhaktisiddhanta Sastri Thakur liked, and that is the Chapter that deals with these different Vaishnava um, sampradayas, and the uh, uh, Dr. Kapoor is very uh, did a very good job there, I would say as well. Uh, and, and what he did was he showed that in each of the sampradayas, the four, and including the Advaita sampradaya, there's a word that's used hmm? that the Godias that addresses an issue. That the Godias also uh, address by the word achintya. So, abhichaniriya, uh, um, anirvachaniya, I mean, there must be Shankar, 
and uh, what's the one for Ramanuja? Um, I forget. Um, anyway, they each have one for Madhva. It's um, oh no, I can't remember that. Vishesh, uh, um, Vishesh, and so they all have a word, you know, in their doctrine that, as you study, it comes out that um, he points out is all different ways of trying to say what the word achintya says better. Hmm? Mm-hmm. That's uh, what, what was kind of the that central point of his his article. And he gives an overview of each of them and so forth. It's quite uh, scholarly and um, it's a little heady. It's a bit, a bit, a bit abstract. But um, it's a good good place to go if you want to have some basic overview of those doctrines and where the doctrine of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, how it fits in in relation to that. Hmm. So what we have to say, we, we, we embrace them. We even go as far as to respect the uh, Shankar, Bhutavita Vedanta, uh, and turn him into a Vaishnava, naturally. Vaishnavanam Yatashambhu, as the Bhagavatam says that Shiva is a great Vaishnava and Shankar is thought to be the incarnation of Shiva and then our Gaudi Acharyas have taken certain lines from the different commentaries of Shankar and said see he's really a covert Vaishnava in here. Mahaprabhu would visit the temples of Shiva in South India. Ramana just won't do that. The Madhvas will not, not do that. Hmm? No, they don't seem like that. Hmm. And um, and the Godias, they have a very offer a very kind of flattering position to to Shiva and the ultimate as the gatekeeper of the Rasalila Gopishwar. Hmm. Um, so that's a much nicer position than the Shaivites give him. Actually, much more sweet and charming. So, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur in this connection in his moth, main moth in Namadweep, um, in Mayapur, and he has the deities of the four Vaishnava charges. So, as I've mentioned before, this was in the spirit, his establishing those deities, and his main moth was in the spirit of uh, the kind of the pursuit of um, or. Um, Underscoring the prediction of Bhakti Vinod that the Vaishnava Sampradayas will all come under the, the banner of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and, and, and so forth in the Kali Yuga. And I've uh, reasoned about that, that uh, how that has come uh, to pass, um, acknowledged or, or not. Um, it has come to pass in the sense that all of these lineages have gained. Um, notoriety, recognition, a foothold, if you will, in the modern um, world, um, recognition from the modern world and outside of India and from academia and so on and so forth. And, um, and, and in many cases received, gotten followers from the West and uh, resources and so forth to energize 
their uh, mission. Um, and uh, and this has come from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sampradaya, and particularly from our Paribarkami from Bhakti Vinod and the extraordinary work of uh, our Guru Maharaj, Om Vishnupada, Jayasi Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada, who like, took his body, as I like to think of it, and laid it down almost like a bridge hmm, from India to to the shores of uh, the Americas um, and did the hard work, so to speak. Others just walk across the bridge, and, uh-huh. if you will. Um, that his work and effort and austerity and faith and so forth um, um, have afforded that have afforded a bridge. So there's opening, there's there's and when he came, there was nowhere to go. You know, there were no temples, and and uh, he didn't know whether to turn left or right, and where he would get his meal, and so on and so forth. So um, that's the case for these sampradayas coming west and having an influence in the west, which the Ramanujas have done considerably in a ritualistic and religious sense. They've built many temples. A lot of these, I think the majority of these temples you find, Hindu temples in North America, are officially affiliated with the Ramanuja Sampradaya. Hmm. Um, the Madras are the slowest to, perhaps, to, to modernize and think about the modern world. Um, the Balabas... And the Nimbarkas are obscure, but the Balabas are less obscure. And and they have, um, well, some have come west and received some, you know, been warmly received, or it's been easier for them to do the work of Prabhupada. Some haven't come west, but they have been nourished in India by Western people who've come there to study them, to explore them, and... and uh, in some cases, people get interested in, in, in Vaishnavism through Prabhupada, and then, then they don't like ISKCON, so they try to find some form of Vaishnavism elsewhere, and then they go to the end of another Sampradayas and so forth. Maybe um, relative and absolute reasons for, for such. But. Uh, in it, the deity, Srinathji, because he's in, even in some ISKCON temples, but. Isn't the original Srinathji in the Balabha? Well, the original Srinathji is in the Gaudiya Sampradaya. The original Srinathji is the deity of Madhavendra Puri. Hmm? And he arranged for some Bengalis to Vaishnavas to take care of him, but later Jiva Goswami gave the care of the deity to the Balabhas. Hmm? And the deity was moved. So, yeah. yeah. And Iskon has some of those... Deities like that, of, yeah. I think, yeah, like you say, uh huh. So, um, so those two, those two sampradayas uh, are a little more uh, connected. Uh, they were more through Balaba, who was a contemporary of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the Goswamis. They associated in in Vrindavan. Hmm. So, but. They have been energized by, if you will, through Western um, input and participation and, and so forth, and that's coming from the Gaudi Sampradaya. So, 
So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sampradaya and our glorious lineage within it, our our family, our party bar, has uh, in uh, in a, in in a way fulfilled the prophecy of Bhakti Vinod. Basically, that these sampradayas will get energy from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm-hmm. Some of them, rec- some of the members recognize it more than others. Hmm? Uh, but um, that's true. He laid himself down, like I said, like a bridge, so to speak, and then into America, and they named the wise people of Vrindavan, the, the, which was really the, the, the only road from Delhi to enter Vrindavan, the Bhakti Vedanta Marg. So he used the way to come into Vrindavan. There was a a uh, kind of a renegade um, Vaishnav sect um, that um, established a place in Vrindavan, just uh, up from the Krishna Balaram Temple. I hadn't been there in years, but up from the Krishna Balaram Temple, they made a big marble thing, and and um, and. Um, The uh, ironically, the the fellow who founded that temple was named Prakashananda Saraswati, which is a famous Mayavad name in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. But uh, uh, he uh, got converted by this fellow named Kripalu, who. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. So they were kind of renegades of the Gaudiya Sampradaya. They, they preached Gaudiya, some kind of very Gaudiya-like teaching, um, but uh, the Kripalu called himself Mahaprabhu and so forth. Well, they, they had a big following in India. Yeah, huge ashram in Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, he's passed away now. And his uh, convert there was this Prakashananda who had went to the West and did something. And he's being hunted by the law oh, now. But at any rate, I met um, Chaitanya Goswami of the Radharamana Goswamis one year in Vrindavan, and I was chatting with him, and he told me how this fellow Prakashananda had come to him because they had known one another in school. And then... Prakashananda showed up in Vrindavan as a Gaudiya, and Chaitanya Goswami is, of course, in Radharaman lineage. He's a he's a Gaudiya, and he's a pundit, learned fellow. And so Prakashananda asked him that you come and be my pundit and teach the philosophy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, because I don't know it. It was basically the idea, and you know it really well. And so... Um, I will pay your way, you come to America, and you be my pundit, teach my students Chaitanya Vaishnavism. And so Chaitanya Goswami was telling me uh, the story, and um, and um, he, when he was asking the uh, Chaitanya Goswami this, he also began to criticize Prabhupada. Hmm? And so Chaitanya Goswami says, one thing is, you don't do that. He said, shook his finger, you don't do that here. Hmm? You not get anywhere in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. You criticize him. Hmm? 
That's the first thing you have to learn. <laughs> Criticize him. You cannot go anywhere and go to your Vaishnavism. Hmm. It was a very nice statement he made. And then he said, and then he was always in the Radha Bhav. And I thought, is it true? Is it, is it really the Bhav? And, and, uh, and then he said, ultimately, he said, ultimately I concluded that he has all success because of his, his karma only. Hmm. And when it's over, then you will go down. <laughs> when it's exhausted. It's not spiritual, was his analysis. Yes. Maharaj, uh, <clears throat> uh, the new Acharya of Radha Raman is uh, the son of Padmanabha Goswami. And he says something controversial. <clears throat> not so. Young guy, young man. Young man, yeah. Chandan. Chandan Goswami. So, and it, it will disturb the fate of many of the devotees in South America. Hmm. And because he said, no, uh, you know, the classic mantra of Baptiste Sarvati, you know, we see Diksha from he's saying that yeah he's saying that how does he know was he there is there was he a witness are there any witnesses this is all he said she said over a hundred years ago his great grandfather was great great grandfather was a friend of, personal friend of what was it on the south side of the world yeah it wonders me because Yvetsa was on now he's, he put Baptism in a very high position. We, this last card, he, he gave a speech. And hmm. uh, so was one from the Radha Ramana. So. Thank you. Hmm. <clears throat> I like it that you mentioned Chitana Goswami in that regard because now Chandan Goswami is saying that. Oh, he's a young fellow. He doesn't know much. Hmm. Old arguments have no substance, wiser people in his own group. Hmm. He should follow their example. Hmm. Yeah, the Radharabhana Goswamis, um, they, they told me that when Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsitakra came to Vrindavan, they were the only ones that that uh, received him because he came, his, he sent his followers in apparently non-Vaishnav dress, dressed like, kind of like priests with collars, and shaved heads in tilak, and they were going to go to America, and he had sent them to Vrindavan for some, something. So they, people people didn't appreciate and didn't understand and criticized. But the Radharamana Goswamis gave him some acknowledgement, something I was told that once um, by one of them. Um, so they have some history like that. But the, I said the, the, main follower of Bhaktisiddhanta who after the Thakur's disappearance himself um, he left uh, the mission of Bhaktisiddhanta Ananta Vasudev he was as soon as initiated his name and he became known as Puri Maharaj I don't know where he got the sannyas but Puri Maharaj and he um, he left Bhaktisiddhanta's movement and he had a moral lapse also, but um, he philosophized about the movement 
and uh, offered a critique, really. Um, I think he thought it was probably constructive. He never mentioned Bhaktisiddhanta's name in his critique. And there were three books that he and um, Sundarananda Vidyavinod and somebody else wrote um, that were a critique of Bhaktisiddhanta's mission and its emphasis and so forth. And, and um, that uh, critique was very popular amongst those that Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur was uh, uh, critiqued himself. Mm-hmm. So in his own critique of, of his own tradition, um, not everybody appreciated it because they were being um, receiving the brunt of the of the critique. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very much, excuse me, against hypocrisy and and um, um, he had very good character, and uh, and that wasn't always the case with uh, in all instances and amongst Gaudiya representatives and so forth. And so you know he, he was at a very strong campaign, and, and not everybody appreciated it. So when Anantavasudev critiqued mission and brought into question the lineage of Bhakti Siddhanta, hmm? then that those criticisms were welcomed, obviously, by uh, persons who had been critiqued by Bhakti Siddhanta. And um, and that Anandavasadev went himself and he made some connection with the Radharaman temple also in Vrindavan. Hmm? So they were, you know, they I, they were aware of those the, the position that he had taken and, and so forth, and, and, um, and but still, um, in our time, um, there was, as Marsh pointed out, the uh, the prominent representative of that Radharman. Um, Lineage was Vishwam Bargoswami, and he was very respectful to Prabhupada and and Bhakti Siddhanta. And he came to America, even and Prabhupada had him come to some of the temples and gave classes and taught about well, deity worship and Gaudiya Vaishnavism and so forth. So you know, there's different kinds of people everywhere who you know make something out of nothing or were not. Um, he probably the guy's probably sincere, and this is the information that he got, and that's the way he understands it. And if he would talk to somebody else that had different information and insight, and maybe he'd change his, his opinion. But somebody in South America should have said something to him. Yeah. And uh, those are old stories and old, old wives' tales. Kind of, they're based on. Technical, technical, uh, formal um, considerations that um, were typical. For example, in initiation, you'd get a Diksha Patra, a letter from your guru, which signed, and then there'd be a witness that you initiated, and it included other items and so forth. So they say, Where is the Diksha Patra of Bhakti Siddhanta? Therefore, you didn't get an issue. That's not a very conclusive kind of evidence. 
Um, so it's it's that kind of stuff. Um, and it held some more sway with people in the past, perhaps, when uh, formalities were more readily misunderstood or misconstrued to be synonymous with substance. But our lineage has had a lot of substance and um, put those kind of um, kind of hearsay to rest like in Prophet's presence it didn't have any room to at all there's a couple of people heard it here and there two, three disciples of Prabhupada got confused by it hmm. so anyway that's too bad that he's like that but like I said he probably just has some misinformation and some people carry on the stories they don't know any better. I don't criticize them so much for that. If they would sit in here, then I'm sure they would change their opinion. If they don't, then then they. That's that's worse. But still, even even based on uh, misinformation, if they pass that on, they they are passing on misinformation, <laughs> and it's not very good. Uh, I mean, the whole, the, if you look at the, you know, I mean, it's, 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 like I say, form over substance, just to give you an idea, another idea of what I'm talking about, the substance. If somebody's coming to you and says that your line coming from Bhakti Siddhanta is not bona fide, he didn't really receive initiation from Gorpashor Das Babaji Maharaj, and so, you know, it doesn't have any substance. Hmm? This kind of argument is only going to have sway, if at all, in someone who has no experience coming from being in the line. If you have any experience, any bliss, any, <laughs> any, you know, your life, they're just like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> you know. Um, it, 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 so, and if there's some laps and so forth in your practice and you can weak and you can become susceptible to such arguments but if you're vital and connected and practicing and and uh, then you'll be in a good association then you'll have some enthusiasm for it and and the arguments don't hold it and the very you know there's an example of a person who's come to South America and there are devotees everywhere in South America, and he's preaching to them. And the only reason the, the only reason they're there is because of Prabhupada and your Guru Maharaj and others, who were his disciples, who went there and started Gaudiya Vaishnavism in, in Latin America. You know, and so if they if they weren't connected to the Guru Parampara, the, the theory would be they wouldn't have any power, which is basically what he's saying. It doesn't have any power. Hmm? Where's the power to create all these temples and? People chanting, loving Krishna, dancing, and deities being worshipped, books about Krishna being written. It's like, you know, <laughs> it just doesn't translate out very well. Hmm. I mean, there can be instances, obviously, in which some things are going on, but it's still disconnected. That's true. Hmm. Mission could be on the surface 
doing something but not well connected. But in the case of Prabhupada's campaign and our lineage and so forth, I mean, these are very extraordinary people, Bhakti Vinod, Bhakti Siddhanta, Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada, and what he did and so forth. I mean, it's uh, it's very uh, incredible. Hmm. So, to think that they're not well-connected is to not be well-connected, I would say. Um, yeah. So, what else? What's the time? Almost five minutes to eight. little history this evening. Are you going to be here tomorrow night? No. You'll be here tomorrow night? Okay, we'll stop there. Shri Shri Gaurada Madhava Ki Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai Gaur Premarandi Jai Gaur Premarandi Jai Gaur Premarandi